McDonald's workers go on strike. Some famous friends are reuniting. A Chicago mayor says she will only grant interviews to black reporters. And Sleepy Joe puts the pedal to the metal in a lightning-fast electric truck. These stories and many more on Headlines with Danny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Danny the Bull. I am joined in the Office Now studio with the guy who left Paradise for Heaven. And after about four days said, screw this, and came back to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Fresh back from Florida, Mr. Adam Joseph. Hello, yes, it was so nice. And Los Lane has got nothing on this Supergirl. (laughs) With headlines, it's our resident redheaded reporter, Red Pill Jen. How is everyone doing this fine Sunday? As always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, another liberal will get canceled. (laughs) And I think we're going to talk about one today, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. Adam, you were just in Florida. Yes. As you know. Gorgeous. And in a typical year, the Walt Disney Company has the top five attended theme parks in America. And six of the top ten. Universal has three in the top ten, and then there's SeaWorld. So, apparently, it is Disney Hollywood Studios, home of Star Tours and Tower of Terror. Oh, yeah. Epcot is number four. I do like Epcot, yes. Okay. Animal Kingdom, number three. Hmm. Surprises me. Really surprising. Disneyland in California, the original park that Walt Disney designed 1957 mm. i think it was okay. 55 that's number two yeah okay and the number one park by far is the magic kingdom in orlando now the average daily attendance in magic kingdom and, and just think you inspired me to do all this research oh well you're welcome <laughs> just magic kingdom is fifty-seven thousand four hundred and thirty-three people and i bet you saw all fifty-seven thousand of them didn't you i actually did not go there i actually went to the other theme park you talked about was universal it's better oh okay oh, yeah. good now let's think about it at roughly 200 bucks a head that's tickets food souvenirs that equals 11 and a half million dollars in revenue a day that is $4.2 billion a year mm-hmm. just at one park. That's a lot. At Magic Kingdom. And then, yeah. then they only pay their employees like $10, $12 an hour. So. Not just that, but they also have those four parks. So yeah. combine those that revenue for all four of those parks. Yeah. Well, I grew up bank. there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm from there. So yeah. I, yeah. So the average daily tenants in, let's say, Animal Kingdom, that's 38,000 people a day. And it goes down from there, of course. Now, this is where the numbers are staggering. Mm-hmm. The average daily attendance of all Disney World Florida parks combined is 161,000 people a day. Can you believe that? That's almost as many people as we have driving on exit four every day around four <laughs> o'clock. And they're almost as, as, as badly behaved. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, for Disney, that's $32 million a day in revenue. Can you imagine counting that money at the end of the day? I don't know about you, but I've been in retail. I've had to count the till mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Can you imagine counting $32 million? Not that much. Every nope. day. Yeah. So, like you were referring to, that means Disney is raking in about $12 billion a year. That's cash, just for services in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah. And the amazing news is they've never been robbed. Mm -mm. Have they? Did you think about robbing them while you were down there? Uh, Not kind of, but I'm sure Mickey wouldn't be happy if I did that from him. You know they have Disney jail. Yes, they do. Do they really? There's actually an entire network underground uh, at Disney World. They have 38,000 employees there. It's a lot. Yeah. They have 28 you, human resource You managers. can't point with one finger. Yes. Just fun fact, you have to use you have to use two fingers. If you fingers. work there, you have to use you two to, fingers or a whole hand. You can't mm-hmm. just point with one finger. Yeah, so I have an, yeah, I have an idea for a new park for okay. Disney, okay? Now, this okay. Is, now if you if anybody steals this, I'm going to be really ticked off. <laughs> but let's call it Disney's Lame Land. 
Oh. oh, okay. All right, they can make it like their bargain park for folks <laughs> who can only afford like 25 bucks a day for a ticket. Like the Dollar Tree of theme parks? Yeah. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Walt Disney's Lame Land. The kids can walk around and say, hey, Mom, it's the gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Mom, it's the raccoon from Pocahontas. Isn't that cool? It's the whole on the range petting zoo. What do you think about that idea? I think it's genius. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's You know, you can make it that funny. like that seedy park where like the teenagers hang out on yeah. Friday night. Only like be every night. Like the babysitting park. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Coney Island is a Disney park. But yeah. you, you pretty much already just described what Disney World is. It is, yeah, so, pretty much. Sorry, it's already taken, Denny. So you can have the chicken little skies falling, right? <laughs> right? The black cauldron tower of terror, whatever. <laughs> you got It's a Small World. So that, that's all that needs to be said. Disney made a lot of lame <laughs> movies there for about 10 years, yeah, from like 97 yeah. till yeah. I think Enchanted was kind of like the start of the Disney movies kinda, got good. Yeah, sort of. And then when like Pix- Treasure Planet. Pixar came in and everything like yeah. that. So. Pixar killed them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, speaking of iconic tourist destinations, it's time for our weekly Rushmore segment. Jen, who are the finalists, according to our viewers, for the all-time Mount Rushmore to sitcom stars. Any idea who the final four is, or do you have to make it up? You know, I, I don't have an idea, so I'm just going to make it up. Okay, go ahead. Let's All hear right. It. We got Betty White. Betty White. What is it with you and Betty White? <laughs> she said she's an amazing animal activist, and she's Betty freaking White. Okay, she's well, going to live to like a thousand. Okay, yes. well, I'm going to jump in front of you because I know do. who they are. Because somebody, somebody, somebody forgot to write them down. Script, so here so we those are. Darn, those darn writers. <laughs> okay, here we go. It actually ended up being... Bill Cosby, okay, the Archie Bunker dude. Yeah, I, I love Lucy. Uh, Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball, yeah. And it was not Betty White. Okay, viewers, come on. It was Tool Time. Oh, Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, no. Yeah. So anyway, this week we are asking you, the Bull Corps, the supporters of the Denny the Bull Show, who should be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest superheroes ever. I'm going to make it a little easier for you. <laughs> Now, these can be Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, you name it. But obviously, Superman's got to be on. Mm-hmm. I mean, here he has like every power. You can't tell them what to do. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you what to do. But obviously, Superman should be on there. Okay, <laughs> You're not if you want to be legit. Batman. Okay, and, I, and Batman too. Batman's got to be on there, right? <laughs> well, why don't you just make it up? Okay. <laughs> okay, other than Superman and Batman, who should be on the Mount Rush? Well, wait a minute. Spider-Man's like huge. Oh, my and, gosh. You know? Oh All right, gosh. so you can't leave off Wonder Woman or the Hulk, right? How can so Denny already did your work? I already for did you. the work for you're you. Already, Never mind. You're I done. Yeah. So you only get four. So choose wisely. Personally, I like Hellboy, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Comment your comment in the comments, and you will be considered for an exclusive chance to sit with me in line at the Dunkin' Donuts on Wilma Rudolph for 45 minutes this Friday morning, yes. waiting for your morning munchkins. Yes. <laughs> All right, now, Jen, do we have any fan mail? Of course we do. Of course. We, we always get fan mail. We I do. love it. I it's love our amazing. fans. amazing. They're wonderful people. So we have Lindsay from Cunningham this time, who uh, asks, where did Denny meet Joe Padula? Where did I meet Joe Padula? Well, Joe and I met near Hollywood in the late 90s. <laughs> He was fresh out of the 101st Airborne Division Screaming Eagles and was starring as Detective Wadsworth in a movie called Pop Monsters. I had just finished writing the Dark Evil trilogy of horror films, and I saw Joe laying on a beach in Malibu one Saturday morning. There were two beautiful ladies rubbing coconut oil all over him as his glistening pecs, you know. God. And I was running across the beach, whiter than Casper's ass, with my moves bouncing up and down like two grapefruit in a pair of pantyhose. The girls, well, they caught sight of me, and they screamed bloody murder. They went, ah, they ran away. I approached Joe, and I introduced myself. I asked, why did your lovely ladies run off like that just at the sight of me, Joe? And he said, Denny, look at yourself. (laughs) If you want to have women rubbing suntan lotion on you like I do, there's a few things you're going to have to do. First, 
I want you to get a haircut and slick back whatever hair is left with some grooming clean. <laughs> he said, I want you to go work out six hours a day, six days a week, and get yourself a nice physique. I want you to go to the tanning salon. Get a nice dark suntan so you don't look like the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> he said, get rid of them boxer shorts. Get yourself a nice tight Speedo. And lastly uh-huh. and most importantly, he said, go down to the grocery store uh-huh. and buy yourself an avocado. Avocado. An avocado. Hmm. Joe said, buy yourself an avocado and I want you to put that thing in your speedo give yourself a nice <laughs> give yourself a nice bulge okay he said you do all those things Danny I guarantee in a couple months the girls will be all over you too so I did everything mm. I did everything he said that was a long time ago right okay, of course I did everything he said and in three months I came back to that beach in Malibu and sure enough Joe was still there and the girls were still rubbing coconut oil all over him again so I came running down towards him and the girls took one look at me and they, they looked for a second and Adam they screamed and they ran away again uh. And I said, Joe, doggone it, I did everything you said. I cut my hair. I slicked it back. I worked out hard six hours a day, six days a week. I got myself a nice suntan. I bought the tightest Speedo I could, you know, that would fit me. And I went to the grocery store, like you said, mm-hmm. and I bought that avocado. And I put it in my trunks, just like you said. And Joe looked at me and he said, yeah, but Denny, I wanted you to drop that avocado in the front of your Speedo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The front side. Uh. I don't know. Jen, hand me the phone. Hand me the phone, Joe. Thank you. All right, let's stop this for a minute. Stop this insanity. Yeah. This call to our writer's room is going to be uh, sponsored by Moth to the Flame Candles. Okay, if you need the perfect gift, go to Facebook. Look up Moth to the Flame Candles. Check out their selection or tell them the sense that you're looking for in the perfect candle. Like I did. I bought one for my mother. Mm -hmm. I bought one for my wife. They loved it. Good. You will, too. Visit Moth to the Flame on facebook did i say that right moth, moth to, to a flame yes moth to can, a flame yes you can find us on facebook okay very good all right let's let's dial the uh writer's room here oh, good idea make sure i dial that right okay <clears throat> yes writer's room please yes i'll hold yes writing staff uh page two yeah page two i just told a joke uh with had the word avocado in it yeah i know it bombed no, it had nothing to do with the delivery. It had to do with the word avocado, okay? It's a hard word to say. It's hard to make that word funny. You should have wrote potato in there. Remember last week I told you no more Jane Fonda jokes for Adam? <laughs> okay, from now on, stop putting the word avocado in the script. No more jokes with the word avocado. You got it? All right, thank you. Here, Adam. Here. All right. Wait, no, hold on a second. What? You know what I just realized? What? I realized I know why hate crimes are on the rise. I know why everybody's so angry all the time. Because when I grew up, you could finish a conversation and say, you know what? Yeah, well, screw you, too. Slam. There Slam the phone, yeah. right? Yeah. And Is now it? you can't do that. It's just not as satisfying. So you got to go like, you know what? Well, screw you, too. <laughs> right? End. Exactly. It just End. doesn't have the same. Uh, All right, here. Same and take just, yeah, just give it to me. There we go. There we go. Yeah, All right. I got it. All right, on with the show. It's going right. get good help here. <laughs> you know? So now it is time, the whole reason you're here, for headlines, news you can use with Red Pill Jen. Bring it on, Jen. What do you got? All right, this week we've got McDonald's workers in cities ranging from L.A. and Oakland to Detroit and Chicago to Tampa, Miami, and Orlando who went on strike last Thursday as they demanded a $15 an hour minimum wage from the fast food giant. According to Business Insider, employees are getting big support, at least on social media, from Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Sanders told the Insider, quote, when working people stand together, they cannot be defeated. So Ronald McDonald went on strike, and McDonald's is like, thank God we got rid of that scary-looking dude. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Finally. After 50 years, we finally got rid of Ronald McDonald, but then all of them walked out. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah. It's enough to make you grimace. So, call those writers again. again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Bernie and AOC tw- tweeted a couple times, and this is considered support. Yeah. Uh, brother. New you know, age, what what a couple support. revolutionaries those two are. Just imagine the American Revolution was happening today. Bernie Sanders would be tweeting, The Red Coats are coming. The Red Coats are coming. We've got to give them free college. <laughs> He got Scottish. That's a, that's, a, that's a really Scottish Bernie Sanders, but I like <laughs> hey, it. Hey, it's better than the first Bernie it imitation is, yes. I did, okay? You know, <laughs> I just want to let you know, I personally am not for a $15 an hour federal minimum wage. For one, I don't think it's fair to hold Tennessee to the same financial standards as California or Rhode Island, you know, rich states mm-hmm. where prices are a lot higher. I don't want our cost of living to be what those states are, so I think it's... I think it would lead to the biggest inflation we've ever seen since our government decided to give people who never stop working free money. That yeah. is. But I, I think maybe Tennessee should be $11 an hour as a minimum, yeah. and Vermont maybe is $17 an hour. That being said, I do admire it. Anytime people go on strike for a good cause, right? These are McDonald's workers. I'm mm-hmm. sure they work hard. I don't want to work at McDonald's again. <laughs> uh, you know, again. Our, <laughs> our country was founded by rebels and protesters, by Fighters, and you will be happy to know that despite appearances, I actually haven't bought food at McDonald's really that I only do it like once or twice a year. It's oh. the Duncan, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, <laughs> I mean, libertarians will tell you the market kind of dictates the wage, doesn't it? It kind of does, yeah. If McDonald's can't find workers for nine or 11 bucks an hour in a certain market, they've got to pay more, and especially when you're seeing more and more businesses coming up that are competition for McDonald's, like you say, oh, McDonald's is still the, the, the fast food, like, no, it's not. There's a lot of other fast food places coming mm-hmm. up and everything like that. So you have to look at it from like uh, where you, you're going to make money from uh, commercial wise. Yeah. So, you know, let me tell you, when I worked at McDonald's, I kept forgetting that middle bun. In the Big Mac. Because I try to remember why I was making them, right? I'd say, to all beef patties, special sauce, less cheese, pickles, onions, and sesame seed bun. But they don't say anything about that little bun in the middle, <laughs> right? They don't say anything in that song. So every once in a while, you know, my boss would come up to me and say, Denny, count those nuggets. I'd be like, okay, there's seven. He's like, hey, we don't sell a seven-piece McNugget, right? And quit forgetting the bun in the middle of a Big Mac. We don't sell double cheeseburgers with special sauce on them. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so the, the middle bun is a bottom bun, right? Is it? I don't. It I don't, is. I never it's put it in. It's supposed to so be a bottom. What do you, What do you do with the t- other tops? They go on the next <laughs> set of burgers that you, <laughs> you just kind of do like an assembly line thing, or just like boom, 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 until so you run out of buns. You're like, all right, we're done. See, every once in a while, when I worked at McDonald's, I would sneak in some stuff that we actually didn't make. Like I'd bring tater tots in. I just fry <laughs> up some tater tots and really wake people out. People would go to their table, they'd have tater tots. Be like, hey, make tater tots. When did you start selling? <laughs> I'd be looking around like, I don't know. What, what are you talking The guy over there, he's got tater tots. I'm telling you. <laughs> I used to sneak stuff into Happy Meals, really piss those parents off. I'd put like a whistle in there. <laughs> so the kid would blow that whistle in the back seat all the way home. I'd put little smoke bombs and a box of matches in there. You know, just let them light that the up in the car. Poppets. The little poppets. So, uh, yeah, and and, and let me ask you something, Jen. Have you okay. ever heard of an air, land, and sea? An air, land, and sea? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. Have you heard of an air, land, and sea? I can't say that I have. Okay. My buddy would order the midnight menu. Okay. And this is a real thing. Air, land, and sea, and a chocolate Coke. An air, <laughs> land, and sea, this is no lie, is a filet of fish patty, a Big Mac patty, and a McChicken patty. Oh, my God. With that's cheese gross. on filet of fish hot buns with special sauce in the bomb, tartar sauce on top. It's amazing. It's only 4,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. They have a midnight menu at McDonald's. I'm not kidding. Well, you will After, work it back up, yeah. so don't worry. Yeah. After midnight, <laughs> sometimes say, hey, uh, 
Can I get an airline and see? And just see what they say. No. Mm, yeah. Not that's, doing that's it. That's an interesting friend to tell you that. Not not doing <laughs> it. No. Uh, speaking of friends. Oh. Yeah. The cast of Friends got together for two days to shoot Friends The Reunion, which airs on HBO Max on May 27th. Hopefully not the same time as the headlines with Denny the Bull. No, we wouldn't We wouldn't shut them down like that. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. We, we wouldn't do that. Oh, wait a minute. May 27th, that's, that's a... That's a Thursday. It is a Thursday, nice. so they, they'd be in the clear from us anyway. <laughs> okay. And it's cool. not live. It's streaming, so people can catch it anytime. All right. Uh, but the special features all six of the original cast members, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer. Mm. Schwimmer looks exactly like Jesse Waters on He Fox, does. Doesn't yeah. he? Just a little bit. Yeah, I like they're related or something. Poor Matt Perry's not looking good these days. Mm. Well, I mean, it has been 17 long years since the cast assembled on Stage 24 at Warner Brothers Studios, and audiences are anxious to see what their favorite characters have been up to. You're right about the 17 long years. <laughs> okay, I think Lisa Kudrow still looks like Lisa Kudrow. Courtney Cox uh, looks great. Aniston looks great. Well, mm-hmm. Schwimmer looks pretty much the same now who's the oldest uh, i'm not real sure i want to say it, it might be matthew perry I, I thought courtney cox gotta be like 55 or 50. well they're all 50 ish yeah, yeah they're all aniston's in like in her 50s yeah they're yeah. all in their 50s so you know when that show started jennifer aniston and courtney cox were like stunners yes yeah. i mean stunning i mean and, they still are and aniston yeah. marries brad pitt yes Courtney Cox marries that goofy David Arquette. Arquette. David Arquette. Yes, David that Arquette. goofy Arquette brother. So she's always kind of underestimated herself, me thinks. She is, yeah. Uh, I think she went to that plastic surgeon from Escape from L.A. Probably, yeah. <laughs> now, although you think creepy. she looked good. I, I mean, for their for their age, yes. For their age. I do. Yeah. I mean, I still think she looks fabulous. You know who looks good for her age at 82 years old? Shame. No, Betty don't White? say it. No, don't no. say it. We already called them. Okay, so like I said, Lisa Kudrow looks good. On the male side, on the other hand, <clears throat> mm. let's talk about Matthew Perry. Let's. Matthew Perry is a wreck. Yes. I mean, I know he's had a rough life filled with self-inflicted problems. I mean, the guy was not born with a club foot. Okay. <laughs> All right. He was too young to be too handsome. And he was too famous. He was too rich. He got too many chicks, too much wool. And this took a toll on him, right? So he had to lean on alcohol and drugs to get through it. Come on. I have none of these problems. <laughs> I am not handsome, famous, or rich. Yet. And I look about as rough as Matthew Perry. So why he is in this depressed <laughs> funk, right? They're not calling me back for any friends reunions. No, he's, he has. He's, you know, he's struggling. And I hate seeing anyone struggle with addiction. Yeah. It's hard. And he's been to rehab back and forth, forth and yeah. back and forth. And that video that has been circulating yeah it's uh he has problems yeah. like the prince and oprah remember and yeah you know oprah's oppressed and the prince only got 25 million bucks from diana and right bless his heart right? yeah bless his heart I, I think matt leblanc looks like an older version a dad version of matt leblanc he looks very he looks completely he looks, different he actually looks pretty good I mean, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I, the guy, I like aged the, well. He yeah, aged I, I well. Look, he's got the gray hair looks really good on him for some reason. Yeah. Well, thank God he didn't do the. I hate the plastic surgery. surgery. Yes. Yeah. He just naturally just yes. grew. You know, Aging is aged a thing. Well, yes. Let it happen. See, uh, I was never a big fan of the show when it was on originally. I think I was like the wrong age, wrong gender, wrong demo. So I was like a. <laughs> I had two roommates in Chicago, so it kind of hit home to me. Yeah. Like you know, it's it, like it, going it, home. Yeah, I was like going <laughs> home. Uh, I was kind of a Seinfeld guy, you know, Ugh, but. I heard they're going to have some guests on this show, like Tom Selleck. A lot. What about Brad Pitt? Uh, I don't think Brad Pitt's on 
Because he was on the show. He was. That's yeah. how they met, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, but no, I, I I doubt very seriously somehow that Brad Pitt's going to be... Uh, they might surprise you. They Brad might. Pitt's got to go film World War Z 2. Okay. <laughs> Brad Pitt's got to take care of all them babies yes. he adopted. Yes. Yes. Angelina yes. Jolie is yes. what Brad Pitt's That's got true. to do. That's true. Well, according to Variety, Justice League, Man of Steel and Witcher star Henry Cavill is in negotiations to star in Liongate Studios' reboot of the Highlander franchise. Mm. Highlander was a 1986 fantasy series film that, despite a box office flop, spawned many sequels, TV series, and tie-in novels. Cavill would take on the role of Connor MacLeod, a Scottish warrior born in the 16th century who learns he is immortal after he dies in battle, only to come back to life. Okay, you screwed that up. It's Connor MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. If you're going to say it, say it right. Call the writers. You know, uh, Call the, the Highlander was an incredible <laughs> movie. Oh, my God. Okay, it really of, holds yeah, up, it too. It does hold up, yeah. And uh, how would I like to be Henry Cavill for just 24 <laughs> hours, right? If I was built like Henry Cavill, I swear, I'd just walk around without a shirt on everywhere I go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would never wear a shirt. You would not have had that problem on the beach with the avocado. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> um, See, so you said avocado a lot easier than I did. I struggled with it, <laughs> being tongue-tied and all. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I watched that movie on VHS in the 80s when it came out, right? I didn't see it in the theater. I was pretty young, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first sequel to that movie called The Quickening? The Quickening. Yes, The Quickening, All right. yes. It was, was Christopher Lambert back for that one? Yes. Yes, he was. And Sean Connery. And Connery, yeah. Right. Uh, the one who was not back for it was that awesome bad guy, Clancy Brown. Brown. Oh, I love Clancy Brown. Oh, my gosh. When the hooker comes into his room, and she <laughs> goes, Hi, I'm Candy. And he goes, I know you are, or something like that. (laughs) He would go, Ramirez. Just, I mean, he was great. And you know who he's the voice of now? He does the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. That's the same guy who was in Highlander. But anyway, The Quickening came out in 1991, right? So we're all geeked up. We can't wait for this sequel because we all love the 1986 film, right? So there's like no trailers for it. It's just, it's coming out Friday night. Eight of us go to the theater together to see this movie. There's probably 60, 70 people in the theater. That movie was so bad <laughs> that like after like 20 minutes, like a couple got up and left. Yeah. We were thinking, yeah, they're just going to get popcorn. They'll be back, right? No. Mm. And then like four more get up and leave. And then like five <laughs> more get up and leave. Like I'm telling you, Jen, an hour into this film, yeah. there's eight of us left in the theater. <laughs> so you sucked it up just because I we paid We sucked for that it up. Ticket. And I mean, we're like talking at the movie. And <laughs> it made no sense. It totally pissed all over the first film. Oh, man. It was totally stupid. It was the worst sequel I've ever seen in this my life. This is why sometimes you should just leave the darn movie alone. That's right. Don't sequel it. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Clarksville now reports that Clarksville Montgomery County School System Director of Schools Millard House II will be leaving the school district after four years and the job as well. This comes after months of contention surrounding House's request for a $60,000 increase in salary, which was a major factor in CMCSS budget discussions for the upcoming school year. House is the lone finalist for a superintendent position in Houston, Texas, so he will be leaving Tennessee for the Lone Star State. What does it mean being a lone finalist? Does that just mean you're going to get the job? Yeah, I think he's probably the only one that applied. applied yeah. So, so it's like we don't really don't want to hire this dude. Uh, have I? Are you going to hire me? Well, you are the lone finalist. <laughs> you're the only candidate. I mean, we don't have any other resumes in here, so I yeah. guess we'll give you the and job. Denny's not available. So. Denny the Bull's not available. Uh, I say let the door hit you in the house. 
Yeah. Because, you know. Uh, the mill house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, His request for this massive, like, 30% pay raise. $60,000. $60,000 pay raise. Now, this was rejected by our county commission, right? Which is pretty significant for them to reject spending my money because they're usually pretty good at it. <laughs> I mean, our county commission, let's pave over every piece of farmland in Montgomery County. Yes! Do you see let's, the storage unit coming up in Sango? Yeah, let, let, let's invite every foreign business owner to buy our land dirt cheap and pay poverty wages. Yes! Let's jack up wheel taxes. Yes! Let's pay this dude another 60 grand. Whoa now. Whoa now. We're drawing the line on that one. Most, well, teacher, most teachers aren't even getting close to that. Most teachers are yeah. making like 40 to 50. Like yeah. 60 Maybe, grand But is 60 lot. grand just to be a superintendent? Like, yeah. come on. Like, My buddy is yeah. a janitor at the Clarksville Montgomery Schools, makes 11 bucks an hour. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So, that's 22 grand a year. So, a $60,000 a year pay raise. Hey, yeah. if they're going to pay that to you in Houston, uh, see you later. Enjoy the hurricanes. <laughs> Look, the guy's all about the Benjamins. I can mm-hmm. respect that, right? When when yeah. you have a skill that people need and desire, you should be able to profit from it. When Joe Padula approached me about doing this show, he had to negotiate. Of course. Mm-hmm. My price wasn't cheap. This talent does not yeah. you don't get this, fall that's right. into your lap. You want to hear the band, you got to pay the man. That's, that's right. right. Money talks, right? And Miller and House said, I want to make 50% more money than the mayor of Clarksville. And if y'all don't want to pay, I'm bouncing like a kangaroo right down to Texas. So, you know, he's clearly a job jumper. He's only here for four years. I was going to say four years is not. So, yeah, on to the next one. See you later. I wish him luck. Nice knowing you. That's what I say. Uh, Yeah. Well, don't let the door hit you, right? That's right. Well, speaking of the mayor of Clarksville and more local news, Mayor Joe Pitts recently proposed a 20 cent property tax increase, which is applied for every $100 of assessed value. Clarksville's current tax rate is 1.0296. So the increase would put the rate at nearly $1.23 per $100. Hmm. The increase is to aid in Tier 1 projects, including improvements in Rossview Road and the realignment of Dunbar Cave Road, a relocated $10 million transit center for the city's bus system and the addition of sidewalks along many roads. Hmm. So this is a 20% increase in city taxes, not like a... 2% 2% a year for 10 years. No, no he's going right for the home run, right? Yep. 20% right. right now. Uh, well, I noticed that this was covered by like Nashville stations. Mm-hmm. Like all of them yeah. had this story. Now, it's do you think that's because it was a subtle increase? Like this was in newspapers in like Chattanooga. Wow. Hey, did you hear what the mayor of Clarksville was asking <laughs> yeah. for? If it was 2%. Probably wouldn't have got that kind of coverage. I, I agree with you. Well, Mayor Pitt said that Clarksville's tax rate has not been higher than a dollar and twenty-four cents since 2011, adding that quote our tax rate has been stable, and that ours certainly is not a record out of control taxation. The article continued to say that our city's tax rate still ranks favorably when compared to Knoxville, Chattanooga, and other large Tennessee cities. So just to put yeah. this in context, the average property value in Clarksville city limits is about $167,000. So if your yeah. property is worth that, it means you're going to see an increase of about $84 a year. So, uh, and, and, and he is correct that from 2011 to, say, 2019, mm-hmm. but we had another mayor then. Then, yeah. That was Kim McMillan, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. you're right. The taxes were stable when McMillan was the mayor. But now we already had the increase of assessment value that went in last year that hit a lot of people. They, they started jacking up everybody's assessments. Okay. The city and the county said, hey, 
actually, we think we've been undervaluing all of your property, so your assessment's going to go up. Why does that matter, Denny? Because your county taxes are based on the assessment of your house. Oh. So people in Sango, people in Southside really got hammered yeah. by that. Plus, we've had these wheel taxes that the county commission like to keep jacking up on us, right? Plus, we were already paying three and a quarter cents in sales tax mm. for yeah. schools and, and all that stuff. Well, so, look at uh, our ten percent actual sales, sales tax. tax. That's right. the highest and that's because of anywhere we don't have lived. the state tax. Yeah. you know, so, so you got to make the money somewhere. So that's why they jack up the prices. So while we give tax abatements to all these corporations to move in and pay low factory wages, take advantage of us having no state income tax, uh, the residents of Clarksville pay more money. Right. So corporations like Hankook and LG, they get roads named after them. They get cheap taxes, cheap mm -hmm. land, cheap mm -hmm. energy, no state income tax, while John Q. Public pays more. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, uh, under McMillan, the tax rate was very stable. She didn't raise it, which forced the county to also not raise theirs. Yeah. Because you had a Democrat in the city and a Republican in the county. Mm -hmm. So if the Democrat froze rates, guess what? We better too, or else it's going to be a political loss. Yep. Dueling politics. And and so apparently, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Joe Pitts. I like him. Great guy. But apparently, McMillan understood basic economics that say that when more people are paying you taxes, you don't also need to raise taxes mm -hmm. because you don't need to raise it when more and more people are paying property tax every day. Mm -hmm. They're paying more sales tax every day. You raise taxes in states like Michigan, where I came from originally, that are getting smaller mm -hmm. in population every year that are losing population yet have the same overhead costs all right so the remaining re residents have to pay more if they want to keep what they have but it makes no sense to raise taxes when 140 people a day are moving to your state. It makes <laughs> yeah. no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it makes zero sense. Well, maybe that's why they're doing it, because they're thinking increase in population, increase in taxes, more money. Then they could maybe pay that $60,000 to, uh, to Dr. House. You know, Adam, I said this on the Freethinker Show. All right, I'm going to give this analogy again. If I build a store and buy a pizza oven, I'm going to open Denny's Pizzeria, right? In order to pay for the stove and the oven, and my employees and myself, I need to charge five bucks a pizza. Mm -hmm. Within that five bucks is money for repairs and improvement and expansion and profit. All I need to do is sell a lot of pizzas, mm -hmm. right? So on the first day of business, you two both give me $10, mm -hmm. okay? Five each, I give you two pizzas. I bake two pizzas, you each got a pizza, I got $10 in my cash drawer, right? Now tomorrow, you each bring a friend. Now I'm gonna cook four pizzas for $5 each, I'm gonna have $20 in the cash register. Now, if I was Joe Pitts, I would also raise the price of pizza to six bucks for you two. That's a great analogy, actually. I mean, that's probably the best analogy Seriously. I've heard yeah. when it comes to sales right. and stuff. And that is the 20% raise, raise that he is in, is offering here. So, um, do I, now, I have to cook more, right? So you gotta uh, work harder. Right, yeah. I have to work harder. Buy more materials. But within that $5, I already had the margin in mm -hmm. there. So I charge you all five dollars. I charge your friends five dollars. Okay, my revenue went up. I don't need to charge six dollars a pizza because I just made twenty dollars instead of ten with the same infrastructure, mm -hmm. same store, same oven. Just like we have the same infrastructure here. So Mayor Pitts wants you to pay now six dollars for your pizza because he's selling more pizzas. So which is more money on top of more money? Mm -hmm. That's a there's a thing we have called a volume discount, not a volume add up. Yeah. Not a volume add-in. You don't go to Sam's Club to pay more because yeah. yeah. you're buying in bulk. You pay less. So this makes zero sense.
No pun intended. No uh, pun intended. That pun was totally Okay, writers redeemed themselves with they that. They did. With that one, yes. Right. You don't have to make that call. I won't make that call. And I'll debate this with any politician who wants to sit over here in this chair as part of this show. I'll debate that with you. All right. Well, you know what? We'll see who we'll he, we'll see who comes a knocking. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige said recently that it was quote a mistake to cast Tilda Swinton as the ancient one in the hit movie Doctor Strange. Swinton, a white woman, was cast because, as Feige says, he didn't want to fall into cliche and cast an Asian actor to play quote this kind of Fu Manchu ancient man sitting on top of a mountain. He must have been that same guy that cast David Carradine to be in Kung Fu. Fu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, Feige says that quote Marvel has a very strong record of diversity in its casting of films and regularly departs from source material to bring its MCU to life. Oh, I love talking about race. Yes, Marvel has amazing <laughs> diversity. Let's look at all their main characters, Adam. Robert Downey, right? The three guys that played the Hulk. Yes. Right? Including Mark Ruffalo, Rolo. the latest one. Then yeah. we got Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Benedict Tumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Paul Rudd, Tom Hiddleston, the Winter mm. Soldier dude, the Vision dude. All white. Mm-hmm. Every single one I just listed. Now let's look at the older stars. Maybe that's where the diversity is, Kevin. The older stars have supported these folks. Let's see. Tommy Lee Jones, Robert Redford, Anthony Hopkins, Mickey Rourke, Jeff Bridges, Kurt Russell, Michael Douglas, William Hurt. They're all white, too. Yeah, But he's apologizing for casting a white woman to play in a part that lasted 10 minutes in a movie nobody saw. Called the woke police. Wow. Yeah. You know, it took 10 years of the MCU to get Black Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like their bone to throw. It took 10 years to get there, though. And wait, they do have one uh, black girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait a minute. They put her in green makeup. Makeup. That's yeah. right. Okay. Hmm. They do have Samuel L. Jackson in all of them. Mm-hmm. And the Falcon guy, uh, he's black. Yes. He's making a name for himself. Oh, yeah. And the they main, got that series, too, on, on Disney+. Plus. Right. Yeah. And the main bad guy, the grimmest dude, he's purple. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yes, Kevin Feige, you got diversity all over. For every 25 white actors, you sneak in one black supporting actor. You got no problems with diversity other than this. Hmm. He's got the cojones to, to apologize for casting a white woman as the old wizard in one movie. Yeah. Wow. Should have got Jackie Chan. For what a stupid <laughs> conversation. What a stupid pandering I swear I hate Hollywood phony liberals. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. This is stupid. It, it, it's who saw one one division here. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I it was such a good series. Yeah. Marvel's not my thing. It was a bit of a leveling of yes. the Marvel franchise because every single white character in that show was evil. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, uh, including Wanda. Yeah. Really. I mean, she wasn't the good good guy in that. Mm-mm. You can't count Vision because he's like a robot. Yeah. I mean, painted red. Uh, but, yeah, uh, every single white character was evil. The head, like, FBI dude, evil. The other witch, mm-hmm. evil. So I guess that's progress. Yeah. Right? Because they had, like, every single ethnicity portrayed in that film. Oh, yeah. And good for them. I was just waiting for them to have, like, an Eskimo show up. Oh, yeah. In, in a parka, great. right? Uh, the Eskimos <laughs> were literally the only ethnicity not portrayed in that show, which uh, I thought was terrible. By I the way. You liked it? I liked it. I also like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, also because it, it dives into that whole diversity of no one will accept an African-American male as a new Captain America. And that pretty much what the series takes upon. Hmm. About uh, anybody who's seen the movie Endgame will see that, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, Falcon gets the uh, shield from Captain America at the yeah. end of the movie. So mm. with the idea of passing the mantle, but that whole series basically talks about diversity and will the society accept an African-American male as mm. Captain America. 
I canceled Disney Plus. Uh, not really for that. Mainly for the Gina Carano thing. Oh, uh, yeah. How they treated Gina Carano of the Mandalorian that yeah. was horrible. But unfortunately, my wife is making me get it back for Loki. So oh. <laughs> sorry for two your months. Two, two months. months I canceled. There you go. Well, you know what time it is. Uh, let me guess. Go ahead. It's Biden time. Biden time. Biden time. Biden time. President Joe Biden stopped by the Ford Rouge plant in Dearborn, Michigan this week and after touring the facility, took a test drive in the company's all-new electric Ford F-150 Lightning. Before driving off in the vehicle, Biden was asked about the Israel and Palestine situation. The president jokingly urged that the reporter should get in front of the truck before he would answer. It was actually kind of a funny joke that Biden made there. Uh, He apologized for it. He went, no, I'm just kidding. But it actually was kind of funny. Trump would have delivered that line better. Better, yeah. And he wouldn't have apologized for it. He'd have meant it. But well, and then, he probably would have answered, which Biden didn't. CNN do. would say he threatened not all, only the reporter, but also freedom of the press itself. They would call it an attack on our media by Trump. But, you know, Biden gets this infantile treatment. You know, if you listen to the reporters outside the truck as he's getting ready to drive off, <laughs> they're talking to him like he is a baby. They're like, yay. No, literally. They're no, like, I'm being serious. Yeah. Mr. President, could I pretty please maybe kind of ask you a question about something sensitive? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, was, it was shameful. Another was like, how fast do you think it can go, Mr. President? And they're talking to him like he's an infant. Did you see this video? Oh, yeah. No, I saw the video. And then he speeds off. And they all applaud. They're all like, oh, they're all laughing. They're like, oh, it's so No, it, it's, it's <laughs> sickening. It's like how reporters probably treated Stalin. Yeah. Mr. President, we all know you're wonderful, but how much more wonderful do you think you could be if it's possible? <laughs> well, he wasn't even driving the darn truck oh, to start was. with. Yeah, so. yeah that, that's actually what Padula showed me. He says, yeah. I don't think he was actually no. driving. I think the guy yeah. in the passenger seat was driving. Yeah, we talked about it uh, last week. Yeah, Joe had turned the, the wheel, the but yet the wheels were straight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have those driver's ed cars where, you know. It's, and yeah. wasn't this a, like a new like a model, like a test model anyway? So you I'm knew there was going to sure, be two wheels yeah. on it. It was like, here, you try this one. I'll do the real driving. Like So Ford is calling this an all-electric F-150. And I'm guessing there's nary a drop of gas in it. Is that what I'm supposed to understand by that? No, I think yeah. they, they do have a backup fuel system, to the best of my knowledge. Now, that's that's just the norm with electrical, so I would assume. I mean, can you imagine just driving down the highway and you run out of power? That was going to well, say, yeah. I think there's like a backup. So I'm just wondering, if it's all electric, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having to extract any fossil fuels to power this vehicle, mm. which is wonderful because we all know that the battery in this truck, I'm sure, is powered by fairy dust that's <laughs> gathered from the rings of Saturn. And unicorn parts. Yeah. Yes. yeah, actually, it's mined out of the ground yeah, in Bolivia <laughs> much. and Afghanistan. They actually dig into the earth to get lithium that goes in the battery yeah. to power this thing. And how do we charge this battery at? How, how, how do you charge up Probably this lithium like battery? Probably like you do with a smart car and plug it yeah. into a magical port. We plug it in. Yeah. We plug it into a power plug source. In. And the plug power source. Now, where do you think the power source is connected to? Um, I'm going to say electricity. It's power. It's plugged into a grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to windmills, not to solar panels. It's a grid that is owned by your electric company. Mm-hmm. And that grid, like all power in the area, is generated from the same coal plant in Cumberland City that everybody else uses. So how is this some earth-saving device? I don't know. And since it'll cost twice as much as my F-150 cost me, <laughs> I guess I'll keep guzzling gas until gas runs out. Imagine your electric bill. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking of the Cumberland City Fossil Plant, the Tennessee Valley Authority, otherwise known as the TVA, 
recently said that it is considering retiring the two coal-fired units at the Cumberland Steam Plant and replacing them with natural gas or a combination of gas, solar, and storage facilities. The plant, which was built in 1972, has employed as many as 400 people. The TVA is hosting a virtual public open house on May 27th at 5.30 p.m., to discuss the issue. No, wait a minute. That's the same night as Friends. I, I was just thinking that. So I'm sorry, Friends. Can't no. you stream it while you're at this virtual thing? Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I hear you. Yeah, no. Come on, yeah. Joey. Sure. Like, come on. <laughs> now, I read that repo- uh, replacement facilities could require a natural gas pipeline mm-hmm. and transition upgrades, uh, transmission upgrades, depending. So are we talking about fracking here? Uh, is, is it because I think I'd rather keep the coal fire going than start running fracking pipes all over. Middle yeah. And, and wait, fracking is when they... I've I've read briefly about it. It's when they run the pipe in it. They're extracting liquid natural gas yeah. out okay. of the yes. earth, yeah. and, and yeah. what you get is earthquakes. Yes, from that. Oh, shakes. And, you know, we've everything. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we've already got enough shakes around here. Yeah, yeah. From exercises when Padula's <laughs> up there shooting rockets up at Fort Campbell, yep. we the yeah. ground rumbles. Yeah, and, and the fault line. Or yeah. or yep. when they're breaking up concrete downtown or over at the quarry, right? That's we right. already get the ground rumbling. So if you think that's bad, wait till you get some. You know, one of the things I love about living here is the cheap energy. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things this area has to offer. We have much cheaper energy than where I came from, I can tell you that. Crystal meth, I've heard, is very affordable. Mm. Oh, yeah. We use that to power cars. Energy, I mean. There you go. <laughs> Call the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that phone, Adam. All right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of controversial statements, uh, Coming out of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is being accused of only granting interviews to minority press members. The second-year mayor faces allegations of racism for choosing to speak with journalists solely based on the color of their skin. You mean instead of based on the content of their character? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Politicians such as former Hawaii Congresswoman and presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard took to Twitter to demand that Lightfoot resign immediately for, quote, anti-white racism. You know, Adam, I thought we'd made progress by the time we twice elected a black man with a Muslim name. Yes. You know, I, I thought that the fact that some of the most famous and respected people in America were people like Oprah or Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson or Eddie Murphy or Shaq or LeBron or Obama. I thought that we were over being divided. And you know what? I think we are over it. Uh I think 99% of us are over it. I think Charles Barkley nailed it during the Final Four when he said on live television that the powerful want us to be divided Uh back up because if we're fighting with each other, we're not fighting them. That's right. We're toppling them. United we stand, divided we fall. We are ignoring the shameful operation of our government when we're fighting with each other. But I don't think we really are fighting. You know, I've worked 27 years in incredibly diverse work environments, and I just don't see skin color. I, I really don't. And, and I want to give you a real-life example. Morgan Freeman was here in town. He was yeah. eating at Tandor. Yeah. And folks were racing over there to see him because people were saying on social media, oh, my God, Morgan Freeman's here eating lunch. People were racing over to see him, and they were white. Uh-huh. What? Love white Morgan people Freeman. were trying to catch a glimpse of an outstanding actor who happens to be black? No way. Yeah. See, we can't let the establishment fool you uh, with their division and media race baiting and canceling. Don't let them force feed you Kamala Harris because she's half Indian and half Jamaican. That somehow makes her just great. It doesn't mean squat. She's a hollow phony. I don't care what her skin color is. But see, Lori Lightfoot is a bona fide racist. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of black racists. 
plenty of white racists. When my dad and I went to see Coming to America in 1988, he said, hey, let's go see that black actor Eddie Murphy's new movie. No, he didn't say that. He said, let's go see the new Eddie Murphy movie because he was funny and he was a talent. Who are two beloved Tennessee Titans legends? Air McNair, Eddie George, George. right? A lot of white folks wear their jerseys. Does anybody say, hey, they were pretty good black football players? No. No. I didn't say that for 10 years when I was proud to wear a Barry Sanders jersey up in Detroit because greatness transcends skin color. And the fact that politicians and media scumbags will not shut up about race means that there is an agenda being pushed. And it's being pushed hard. Like Charles Barkley said, it was around with Obama. It exploded under Trump. But don't fall for it. Don't play their game. Don't let them divide us. Exactly. Well, did you hear that we finally have a ceasefire in the fighting between Israel and Palestine? Yeah, because Israel ran out of rockets. Rockets, yeah. Is that what they was? ran out of rockets and bullets and grenades, and I think they were throwing tomatoes and lettuce at the end. I think they just ran uh, out of all of it. Well, I don't know. I mean, according to President Joe Biden, mm. uh, he spoke for three minutes about the Egyptian-brokered ceasefire, which would put a temporary halt to rocket attacks, airstrikes, and other violence that has killed a dozen Israelis and well over... 200 Palestinians. Yeah, it's temporary until that $735 uh, $735 million arms deal that Biden just approved goes through. And that goes, check gets over there. Yeah, we get back to oh, business. Okay, cool. So for your, Jen, you're saying for every Israeli killed, 20, 25 Palestinians are killed. Yeah, that's fair fighting. Well, better sell, person, yeah, better sell Israel some more, some more yeah. rockets. Uh, Israel has uh, a right to defend itself is the mainstream media narrative. Nothing to do with the fact that the media companies are under the thumb of APAC, the Israel lobby that is more powerful than the NRA and Big Pharma combined. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that at all. Nothing to do with Joe Biden getting $4 million in campaign contributions from Israeli not, lobby, not lobbyists. Nope, just a coincidence. They just pay that money for an occasional nice dinner at the White House. But here, here's what bothers me. When the entire media is in agreement on a side, Mm -hmm. when they're all in agreement on a narrative, whether it's, hey, we should go to Vietnam when the French leave. Hey, we should go into Iraq because a dictator whom we installed now has weapons of mass destruction that he really doesn't have. Hey, we all should stand with Israel on this. When the entire mainstream media on left and right, when Jesse Waters is agreeing with Chris Cuomo, mm. brother, you better be on your guard. <laughs> there is a problem. Something's yeah. off. Something's up. Smells fishy That's in right. the state of Denmark. It's, uh, yeah. Well, whistleblower Rebecca Jones claims of being pressured to falsify COVID numbers in Florida has been debunked. The state staffer had previously claimed that she was told to manipulate COVID cases and death statistics to make Florida look better after Governor Ron DeSantis lifted the mask mandates last fall, and again after he allowed public gathering in places like beaches. Now, however, it seems that Jones was a junior staffer who never had the authority or the ability to manipulate the numbers in this manner. In fact, investigation into her background has shown that she was fired for other reasons and that she has had a troubled history with multiple discharges for disruptive behavior in the workplace. Yet not one of the media outlets in which she appeared, all of them worth billions of dollars and with a lot more staff than we have here at Headlines with Denny the Bull, (laughs) none of them vetted her. Mm-mm. None of them bothered to do this research because she was going along with a narrative they already wanted to spread. Mm-hmm. Right? Andrew Cuomo was looking terrible because of the nursing home scandal. Yeah. Yet he was getting help by his brother and their little comedy routines they were doing on his primetime mm-hmm. show. Right? Meanwhile in Florida, Ron DeSantis was looking good 
And so when he lowered the mask mandate, they wanted someone to say, it's going to cost a lot of lives. And here comes Miss Jones, right? Yeah. She comes along with a very narrative to fan the flame that they were already lighting. Well, it sounds like she's pretty expendable given her yeah. position mm-hmm. in, within the... So it was a perfect fit. So they put her in front of every camera they could to tear him down. Unfortunately, they didn't bother to do journalism and vet her. Uh-huh. And so now, kind of like when 60 Minutes, remember, they, they aired that speech of his and they cut half, half of it out. out. Yep. They're helping this guy. They are making him look good, uh-huh. just like they did with Trump in 2015 and 16 by constantly going after him with fake stories like this one. And it's not the decided partisan voters who they're pushing to vote for DeSantis in 2024. It's, the, it's not the Republicans. It's the independents uh-huh. they're pushing to do this. The uninformed, the undecided voters who now see how the media is treating this guy and they feel bad for him, just like with Trump in 2016. The mainstream media is making Ron DeSantis a star. And then when he wins the presidency, they're going to say, how did this happen? How, why are there so many racists out there? Just like they did with Trump. Trump yeah. They're making him. They're, they're giving him a win here. Yeah. And, you know, they're not going to be able to make Kamala Harris a star in 2024. We all know who she is. Mm-hmm. But this girl wanted to be a star. She wanted to be a media darling. You know, she's a nice looking young lady. Mm-hmm. She, now she's raised hundreds of thousands in GoFundMe money. And now she's falling in disgrace. Right. And she was caught lying about the whole thing. So how many times is this going to happen? With Jesse uh, Smollett, that TV yeah, star who hired the two guys, guys to beat yeah, him up. up. Who is that scumbag lawyer of Stormy Daniels? Uh, oh, yeah. Avenatti. Michael yeah, Avenatti. Yeah. He's another goof. Remember, they were calling him a 2020 top contender? contender? Right. Yeah, no way. If I had a $5 bill for every time the media props up some BS artist, I don't know, Jim. We could get a better writing team. I could we pay could. for that 20% tax <laughs> increase Joe Pitts has given me. Well, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is facing backlash after signing anti-LGBTQ bills, including two bathroom bills, into law. In March, the governor signed a bill banning transgendered athletes from middle and high school sports. In April, he signed legislation requiring school districts to alert parents 30 days in advance before students are taught about gender identity, including an opt-out option. He also recently signed a bill banning doctors from providing gender-confirming hormone treatment to prepubescent minors. With the two bathroom bills now signed as well, Tennessee has officially filed more proposals addressing the subject than any other state other than Texas. Adam, I defer to you. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead. Uh, here's my take yeah. on this. May not be popular, but I believe it's your right to live your life in peace. I yeah, believe. I believe that too. You have the freedom once you're an adult at 18 mm-hmm. to become whatever you want to be. If you're a biological man and think you're a woman, go ahead and transition. It's your choice as an adult, but you do not have the right to force me to acknowledge something that is not true. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can believe it. You're right. I'll, I won't infringe on that. But you cannot force me to believe it right and i i'm I'm agree with you on that one i mean this i feel like this topic will never go away and i mean when you got people like caitlin jenner who was a male but now identifies a female saying we need to keep males in male sports we need to keep female in female sports now and now you got these bills coming around with you know are they allowed to do these sports but I, i agree with you on the whole thing where it's at a certain age is when you should decide what you want to be but don't force it onto people that want to be like, 
you know, these young kids where they're forcing this this uh, knowledge on them or this mm-hmm. this idea of, hey, you could be anything you want to be at this age. Mm-hmm. It's like these kids' minds have not developed. Let them right. develop a little bit, experience the world. That's right. Jen, what do you think? Well, I've always been a, a supporter of the LGBTQ plus community, and my views on transgendered individuals are quite different than y'all's, but for the sake of, of time and, and to stay on topic, I'm not going to discuss that. Okay. What I will say is this, is that I don't believe, like, for example, as a child, I was a tomboy. I climbed trees. I played sports. I didn't wear dresses. By today's standards, that might have made society look at me as though, oh my gosh, she's really a boy. Mm-hmm. I am very much a female. I'm very much, I'm, I'm fortunate to be comfortable in my body. So I will say that I do believe that we shouldn't be pushing this type of line of thinking on children. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the bathrooms, my final word on it, guys, we have had gender neutral bathrooms forever. Yeah. Go to the mall. There is a bathroom. It says right there. It's a family bathroom. You know, you might be waiting and see a man come out. You might. So just gender neutral bathrooms, I think, are great. Mm -hmm. Just fine. Who cares? Just use the bathroom. Yeah. This may be controversial. So let's say I said today, I'm just drawing this as an an analogy Mm because I want to I'm going to ask you this. If I said today that I now identify as a black man. okay, Mm -hmm. my family is not from Canada in France before that. My family is actually from Africa. And despite appearances, I now identify as a black man. Okay? Mm -hmm. In fact, I am a skinny black man. Let's make it that way, okay? (laughs) Okay. Now, I believe I have the right to believe that. But I do not have the right to force you to believe that. That's very correct. Because it's not a fact. It is not science. And you can see that it's not science based on the evidence that I'm white. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So me forcing you to believe something that isn't true to me is no different than me trying to manipulate you. Yeah. But I do believe in my right to believe I am a black man. Okay. It's just, it's funny. Liberals say follow the science in regards to masks, but not here because I'm basing that on science. No one is preventing you from becoming another gender. So mm-hmm. I'm all for the LGBTQ right mm-hmm. to change genders. Go ahead. That yeah. is your freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where it should stop. Fine. That's where it stops. Period. You do not have the freedom to force me to believe that you're something that's not true. And you know who supports that? Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, which I I, I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. And I saw her new campaign ad. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, a lot of what she says makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's right. Based on what Caitlyn Jenner just said, he had the choice to become a woman. But he is still a biological man. If he's going to run track in competition, like in the Olympics... He would have to run it against men. And to clarify for our viewers, this is a quote mm-hmm. from Caitlyn Jenner. This is not Denny the Bull misgendering or, or using right. incorrect mm-hmm. pronouns. We are, mm-hmm. we are reporting on what Caitlyn Jenner said. Right. I wanted to say that. That's right. So we got time for one more? Uh, maybe a quick one. Okay, you have a just, quick one? I got a quick one, and okay. it's fun. We can end right. on a nice happy right. thing. Well, well cool. it's not really fun, but it's yeah. kind of mean. We'll see. But did you guys hear that Chrissy Teigen... Is getting canceled. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. I love Christy. She's hilarious. Here's the thing, though. She's one of those celebrities I just don't get, Adam. What's her vocation? <sighs> I don't know. What I, is she good she, at? She's a model and she's, she's married model, to John Legend. Legend. That's pretty much all she's got. Okay. And well, she, wasn't she, didn't she do like a, she's got a uh, cooking. She, lip sync, uh, lip yes. sync battle? She was the, like, the female, like, DJ, DJ. host up there. But like, she's not so. pretty. I mean, I, she's I, okay looking. I'm not going to say she's pretty. ugly. Cheryl Teague is pretty. She's decent looking. 
Yeah, Paris Hilton, pretty. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. all for that. That Disagree one, you kind of cross the line with yeah. Paris. <laughs> no, I mean, but she, they're pretty. Not but I, I mean, I get it, but she, I don't see. Well, what do you know what she did? Okay. Here's what she apparently did, and this was um, this was back several years ago. Chrissy Chrissy Teigen's a huge presence on on Twitter. Mm. Well, I guess she this random fan um, she just started bullying her and, and was in her private inbox telling her that she should go kill herself and just all this. So it all came, and I guess the girl sued her. It all came up to light here recently. Chrissy issued a uh, apology. Mm. Mm. Girl isn't satisfied, and now. Everyone is going crazy calling her out for it. Yeah. Well, it's it's too bad, but she also dressed up as a Native American. John Legend dressed up yes. as a cowboy in that picture. Yeah. That didn't look good. She's that, done. That she's she's been. Uh, she's done a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of sketchy questionable things. Oh, things. Yeah. She you got her comeuppance. Well, I just want to remind all of you that we live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom. And uh, the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And we may never agree on those two issues. So let's just agree on the other 98% of issues, okay? Let's agree that McDonald's employees deserve more than seven twenty-five an hour. Well, yeah, right? absolutely. They work pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's agree that a 2% property tax increase is okay, but 20% is not okay, Joe. No. Mm, nope. Let's agree that we thought the cast of Friends was young and funny and beautiful back when we were also young and funny and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right, now not so much. Yeah. <laughs> let's agree none of us can understand why Chrissy Teigen's a celebrity. Well, no. All right. No. And let's agree that anyone who asked for a $60,000 pay raise in one year had better be throwing touchdowns for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Not ordering school lunch supplies. Yeah. And they probably have a concussion. All yeah. right. Let's agree on all these things. We'll disagree on just a couple. All right. For Adam, for Red Pill Jen, again, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, this has been Headlines with Denny the Bull. See you next time.